0: Hopefully we're all great. Awesome. All right. So um, if you don't know me, I'm Amy Azo. If you do know me, welcome back. So thank you so much. Um, I'm a realtor here in the Midwest, and I am here to talk about for sale by owners. There are for sale by owners out there. Actually, I see them growing right now. So that's good news. So, I, I see them at least in the couple of markets I watch. I'm seeing a few more out there. So I thought, well, good time to talk about For Sale by Owners. And I know some of you may have heard of me talk about it before. So if you have... I hope you get something new from this conversation. And if you haven't, that's all right, because we're going to chat about it today. So um, I love for sale by owners. I have worked them for many years. They are one of my favorite. Um, They are not a quick list, usually. Sometimes they are, but they're often not a quick list strategy, but they are a great listing strategy. So if you think about where your business comes from, you really want to make sure that you have as many lead sources as possible. And so if you're new and you're starting out and you maybe only have one or two, I always say, think about um, building your business as a table, right? If a table, a table, a good strong table has four legs, right? And if we sawed one of those legs off, what would happen? Be kind of lopsided, right? We kind of lopsided. It would be a wobble. Or if we even cut it to kind of in half, it would be kind of a wobbly table. So what we want to do is build four lead sources, at least that you're real confident in. So one of those for me early on was for sale by owners, believe it or not. Um, I saw it whenever in the, and I started as simply as I'm driving around the neighborhood, doing my job. And there's a sign for sale by owner, get the number I'm going to call them. I have my family so well-trained from them watching me do this, that if they drive by and see a for sale, they'll take a picture of the sign and get the address and send it to me. They're so well-trained just from watching me do this for all these years. So, I mean, it started that simply um, as just a way for me to get out and meet more people, have more conversations, get more listings. And I've been doing it for years and I've learned so much from these engagements in these conversations. So um, one thing I wanna talk about with for sale by owners is I need you to think about it as a courtship because every person you call, the process to get them to work with you or let's go back, let's even roll it back The process to build a relationship with them in hopes that they'll work with you is going to be different for every person. And to figure out what process you need to use, you need to get in conversation with the person so that you can understand where they are. And I guess that's important. That's true to just about any lead. But a lead is a little bit different because it comes into you from somewhere. It's a referral Um, it's, uh, something that came in through your website. It's somebody that came in through social media. So it's a little warmer, um, than a for sale by owner. And I, but I, what I like about for sale by owners is I don't feel that they're cold leads, I do feel that they are warm leads because they've raised their hands and they've said, we want to sell our property. We just don't know the motivation, the experience, why they're going it alone. We don't know any of that because we're not in relationship with them. So when you're building your strong table, right, to get started of at least four lead sources, and then once you get that, we got to go beyond that, right? Because even four is a great start, but we have to have lots of different lead sources to keep our business abundantly growing. Um, I, I would encourage you to give for sale by owners a really good try. So I'm going to start from um, where do you get the data? Well, a couple of things you can do. You can just search on forsalebyowner.com. Um, You know, you can get on the website, you can Google for sale by owners in in your town, right? If you absolutely are like, look, I don't have money to invest. This is, I got to do this grassroots approach. That's the way to do it. Get online and see who's advertising in your Facebook groups and marketplace, um, in your community groups, and just Google, Google away and see what comes up. Uh, And they're advertising their home for sale, so their phone numbers are there. And because they're advertising, you can call them because they're, they've put it out there and said, I want to sell my home. Please call me at this number if you're interested. Now, sometimes people will say no realtors, I call them too. So I call them too. Because I think I don't know where the no realtors is coming from, probably some experience that they had or some belief about they can't make as much money if I'm involved. But I want to find out, I want to find out. And so and I want to see, especially if I have a buyer that I think this home would be a fit for, I want to see would they really turn me down if I could bring them a buyer? So I want to at least have that conversation. And if they will, that's the right. Um, but what I find is that they often don't want to turn me down if I have a buyer. Now, I won't tell them I have a buyer, guys, if I don't have one. I will tell them I have a lot of buyers in my database and their price point. But if I will only say I have a specific buyer, if I have a specific buyer in mind. Um, and then, honestly, before I can pitch it to my buyer, I need to see it. So I need to go and see it. So that's always um, my approach before I bring an actual buyer in. But but if you do want to make this a normal practice for you, um, we talked about using Red X to get expired data when we did expireds last week. We can use Red X as well, or some of you told me you're using Cole Realty. I've used them as well in the past. Whatever data source you're using to pull lists, you can pull for sale by owner lists for an area. Um, and so pull those lists and work through those too. they They're relatively inexpensive to pull and work through those too. So I like to pull those each week just to see what's going on in our community with for sale by owners. And then I like to reach out and chat with them. Um, so I started to talk about for sale by owner is a courtship. And so what I mean by that is. It may take you a couple of calls to get an appointment, or it may take you one call to get an appointment, but a couple of visits or a lot of follow up, maybe more follow up than from a lead that comes in through your website asking for a home value or asking for information about a home, because you've approached them. Yes, they've raised their hand to sell their home, but they've done it without a realtor for some reason. And now you've approached them. And you're probably not the only realtor to call them. So either they've had a few realtors call them and they don't really think much of it, or they've had... They've been inundated with realtor calls and now we're the next annoying realtor call. I do find that the longer they're on the market, the more they're willing to talk to me when I call, but I still call when they're new. So if I pull a list today and there's somebody two days out there, I'll still call them and check in and try to learn what I can about the property and try to come and try to go see the property. My goal when I call a forest soil by owner is to get an appointment to see the property, period. My second goal is to then get into relationship with them. I ultimately would love to list the property or match a buyer to the property, but that is not what's on my mind at first when I make the first call. My and I so I break it down. I know what the ultimate goal is, right? Get make a sale, right? At the end of the tunnel. But before that, the goals are get there in person and start to build a relationship. Get them to know, like, and trust me. So that if it makes sense for them, and for me, we can work together in the future. And I'll tell you some stories um, before we wrap up about how all the different ways that you can have wins with for sale by owners. That, and because I think you've got to think about more than just listing their property. You, If you're really watching and you're aware, there are a lot of other ways to win. So... Um, when I call out to for sale by owners, um, I call out something like this. You know, I'll call out and I'll say, Hey, Jess, this is Amy at eXp Realty. How are you today? And then Jess might play with me. I'm today. great. But she might be like, I'm, oh, I'm not great. <laughs> I'm not great. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that you're not great, Jess. Hey, I just wanted to check and see if 123 Main Street is still available. Yeah, it is. Oh, awesome. Have you been working on that a while? Yeah. Yeah. How's it going? Um, it's going slow, but we expected it because we we know things have changed a little bit. Sure, sure. Have you had any showings? Um, yeah, a few here and there. What's the feedback, then? Um all I hear is that they like it and then I don't hear from them. Oh, geez. Are they coming in with realtors or are they coming in by themselves? Oh, uh, with realtors. Oh, and you're not getting feedback. That's disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, do you have any idea? Do you have any thoughts about my, what might be happening? Um, I think it's just the market. The market's slow. Yeah, I gotcha. Very good. Hey, if I had a buyer, I think I have a couple of buyers actually that could be interested in this. If I, would you allow me to come in and just take a look at it and make sure it's a fit for them? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You're not going to try to sell me anything though, yeah? No, I'm operating in this capacity today as a buyer's agent. I really just want to bring in a couple of buyers if it's a fit. And the best way for me to know is to take a look at it. Um, but if one of them, you know, if, if it is a fit for the one of them, I would want to book a showing with you. How, would that be all right? Yeah. OK. Um, and then are you open to a buyer's agent commission in that case if we were able to sell it for you? Yes. OK, sounds good. So I, I'm in the area today at six or tomorrow at 11. Which one works best for you? Six. Sorry. OK, great. I'll see you at six. So I'm just that's it. I'm just trying to get in the door. Um, I want to just invite me over. So that when I get there, I can um, build more more of a relationship with her, right? I can get in the door, I can see the property, I can vet it for my buyers. Um, and I can build a little relationship, maybe dig into a little bit more of her frustration. She obviously was frustrated um, on our call, dig into what's going on. Probably she's overpriced, you know, She, but I don't want to have that conversation on this call on the phone. But because reality is even in the... It, this market is still good. She just doesn't think it is because she's had showings, no feedback and no offers. No feedback and no offers with showings, we know is feedback, right? That's feedback, but you don't know that, right? If you're just if you're selling on your own and you don't do this every day, you don't know that that's feedback. So, um you're probably not going to listen to me on this phone call. You don't even know me. But if I if I get in front of you and we are able to connect, you may be open to hearing what I have to say. So that's my goal. My first goal is just get an appointment to show up. So now depending on our conversation, I may learn things about what's going on with the property or depending on what questions I ask, I may also bring things with me. I always go prepared to these appointments like it's a listing. So I have all my my listing folder of stuff with me. I rarely use it on the first appointment. But the reason I have it with me is I'm going to want to get into conversation with Jess about if I didn't get to do it on the phone about, hey, does she have a seller's disclosure? I could have actually asked her that on the phone. Often I do. Hey, before I come, do you have a seller's disclosure? I could take a look at Um, So I could have done that. Um, And so I will bring one with me. Um, People will agents will say, well, why would you give them tools to do their job? So it's the go giver mentality, right? I want to give them value as much value as I can when I'm there. The more value I can give them, the more likely they are to work with me. I have lots of evidence of this in my business. So, um, so I'll bring sellers' disclosure. That's why I bring my listing pack with me. I bring seller, I have the seller's disclosure in there. I have some of the contracts. I carry a purchase agreement so they know what that looks like. Often they don't know what any of that stuff looks like. Um, I'll, I'll, I price the house myself. I bring comps. I take a look at their marketing, you know, whatever, wherever I see it, I get on Google and see what have they. Put out there, that is their marketing. They believe they're on the market. So I talk to them about being on the market. I don't really believe they're on the market because they're probably not getting very much exposure um, with just their uh, Zillow uh, post or for sale by owner.com post or marketplace post, whatever they've chosen to do. Um, I'm sure I'm usually not the only realtor that they're hearing from, um, but my this is my approach. When I go to the appointment, I go to the appointment ready to take a listing, but really vetting it more for the buyer and spending more time digging in with them to what's been going on. Right. How many showings have they had is one question. I'll ask them again in person um did those people come in on their own or with realtors so I might say oh I think you mentioned on the phone they came in with the realtors so um yes they did you know have did you hear did they give you any feedback while they were here if they didn't come you know call you afterwards any comments that you heard um you know so I'll ask them how did you price your home that's another question I ask great I see you're priced at 350 tell me how you developed that pricing strategy And then I just listen to what they say. I often hear people say, well, I need X dollars for the next purchase. And um, I, I know I put X dollars into my house. So I develop my price that way. Often people tell me that with no consideration for what homes are selling for. So then I'll ask them, oh, great. Like, and by the way, I tend to agree with them. Like from a place of empathy, So, oh, so you price the home based on what you need to get to the next home. That makes a lot of sense. Do you have any visibility to what homes like this are selling for in the area? Because maybe they don't. Sometimes they'll say, yes, the neighbor's house sold for this or or a number they believe. I have one. I have one now. They believe the neighbor's house across the street sold for 320. It didn't. It sold for less. I pulled it up and showed them. Sold for under 300. But their neighbor told them it sold for 320. So they believed that. And I'm like, well, here it is, black and white, what it actually sold for. They just didn't look it up. They don't have the tool, right? So or the knowledge to dig into it and figure it out, or they just haven't made the effort, right? I don't know. So I want to know what they know so that I know where I can add value. Where are the gaps in their knowledge that I can fill in without being a know-it-all? Right. Without being like, well, let me tell you that you're you're 50,000 overpriced and you're never going to sell. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to tell them that. Right. But I am going to be honest with them. So and, you know, so I'll have my what my pricing strategy would be with me so that we can get to a place where we can talk about that on the appointment. Um, And I usually have a range. I bring a range with me and then I tell them where they're going to land in the range based on what I see when I arrive. What I do find is that sometimes they we do have a really good conversation and occasionally I'll I'll get a listing while I'm there. Um, more often though, it's a two or three step listing appointment. More often, I come back. Hopefully, often I come back with a buyer from my database that I can show the property to. Sometimes I'll tell them it's not a fit. And, and again, I won't say I have a buyer if I don't. So I'll what I will say, though, is I have a database of buyers in this price point. I'd like to take a look at it so I can pitch it to some of them. So a lot of times when I'm leaving, I'm just committing to pitching it to my buyers. And I'm always leaving the door open to get back in contact with them. So when I'm leaving that appointment and I don't have a listing agreement, I'm saying I'm gonna follow up with you in a week or in three days or whatever I'm committed to based on our conversation. And then I make sure I do that. That goes right into the CRM. So it's a task on my schedule and I do it because they do pay attention. If the Fisbo is having their own open houses, I attend every one of them. So if they have them twice, I go both times. Um, I usually show up near the end of their time frame. So on purpose. So why do I do that? Well, I want to be able to talk to them about how the day went. How was the traffic? How did the day go? Um, Did they have any interest? Did they collect any information? A lot of times they didn't, right? So or they may have not. They may have had no traffic, or they may have had a little bit of traffic. They may have had a bunch of realtors come through. So I kind of want to be the last one they see that day. Also, I've already been out, so they're familiar with me. So I want them to see me more than once, over and over again. So I'm the realtor that's always in their face in a helpful way. That's my approach. Um, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be in their face like begging for their listing. I don't want them to view me that way, right? So that, and again. The other way is not wrong. It's just not my approach. So um, so I'll go to their open houses. Now, often on that first appointment, when we're talking, if I don't get the listing, um, I will, or I, I don't have anybody to bring back right away. If I have a buyer to bring back right away, I'll set the appointment to bring the buyer back. But if I don't, um, I'll tell them I'm going to pitch it to the buyers. And I always make them this offer. I always offer to market the property for them and to run open houses for them every time at with no obligation to list the property with me. Now, here's my disclaimer. Check your with your broker in your area to find out how you accomplish that, because every area is different in terms of how to do that. Um, there's a couple of ways I can do it here, but I always want to do it right. Right. Um, we I can do a one-day listing just so that I could do an open house and I could that it would allow me to put it on the MLS. And, and I'm in a couple of markets. So in one of my markets. Um, another thing I can do if is I can just get permission from them to market the home, not put it on the MLS, and I can use social media to market it and bring traffic in. I prefer to do both. Um, so typically I'm getting them to sign something and minimally I'm getting them to sign a commission agreement that, hey, if I bring you. As a forest sale, by if I bring you a buyer, you're going to pay me a buyer's agent cooperating commission. Um, but before all of that paperwork, so their paperwork's in place to kind of protect all of us. But before all that paperwork, I pitched to them that I'd love to market it for them um, because that's what I'm good at. I can create traffic and I'm really good at marketing properties. So that because that's what I do all day long, just like they're really good at whatever they do all day long. Um, And I I tell them, you know, it's really a win-win for both of us because they only have one house to sell. But if we can generate interest with six people, 12 people, 30 people, 40 people, the more people we can generate interest with, they're likely to sell that home to one of them. And I'm likely to walk away with a list of of buyers that don't have realtors that maybe would want to work with me. And I know that to be true, just having done this for years and just think about any regular open house you might do, you typically will meet a person or two, even if it's just one or two that are not represented that stumble into your open house um, that will list with you or buy with you in the future. So um, it's a win-win conversation. And very often they'll allow me to market their property without listing it, right? Um, and so it, because it's hard for them to say no to that. And I just, I'm honest about it. I'm like, I want to leverage your house to find you a buyer, but really I want to find me more clients. And this is how we do it. So, and you know, people are always like, I never thought of that. That's really creative. And even if they sell the house on their own without me, right. And I have had an opportunity to market it. I have built a relationship with them. So now they may work with me in the future. So I have a client. um, My very first time I did this, although I've done it a lot, but my very first time I did this was I was a home in my neighborhood and they were having open houses for weeks. And I just kept going to their open house. That's how I could, they didn't never really engage with me on the phone, but I just kept going to the open house near the end, talking to them. They saw me a couple of weeks in a row and, um, I got to know what their buying goals were. And one of the things I said to them was, I didn't have a buyer for them. So I couldn't say I have a buyer, but I said, hey, I would, you know, I'd love to market this for you. I'd love to create more traffic for your open house. I know I could create more people through. They weren't getting a lot of people through. So they weren't sure, but they were thinking about it. But I put them on a home search because they told me all about their dream. Like, where do where do you want to go? When this sells, where are you going? And so they told me about the dream home, right, that they really wanted. And I said, well, let me get you on a search and let me start watching the market for you. You know, obligation, but let me do that. And no one else that had been through had offered to do that for them. So they gave me their contact information and I started to send them homes. Well, what happened is they started to see things that they were interested in. I could watch them on my CRM and see what they liked based on what they were clicking on and opening. And then I could send them more specific homes, kind of one off outside of the search that I thought would be a good fit for them. Or even if I knew it was in their search, I could pull one out and say, I think this is it, right? And and they started to get excited about a home, but they, about, about a future home, but they needed to sell their home first. So we did this for, I wanna say 30 days. I went to their open house, I went to their open house again, I put them on a home search, I'm communicating with them in text messaging. I'm sending them houses. Then I went to their third open house. Again, they hadn't had very much traffic. And I said, Hey, when are you going to let me just do the open house? Because I'm going to fill this house up. When are you going to let me do that? And they were like, Next weekend, it's all yours. Do it. And we did the appropriate things and we had the open house. And we had a lot of traffic. We had a lot of traffic. I had a week to pull it off. We had a lot of traffic. We worked really hard. I did not find them a buyer for their house and I did not sell their house. Ah, Amy, why would you tell us the story? Well, here's why. Because they bought their new house with me and they have referred me for nine years to friends and family, at least once or twice a year ever since. I've developed a relationship with them. I have sold their parents' homes as, as they've lost their parents. They are currently considering building a home next year with me. I there's no consideration around whether they'll work with me, but there is, the consideration is whether they'll build or not. So we developed a relationship. I didn't get the listing. That's okay. But I got their purchase and I got a whole lot more. And now I've made a relationship with this family. Um, I recently had one last month. I sold the house two doors down and no sooner did I sell the house, did somebody put a sign up two doors down for a sale by owner. This is probably one of my favorite stories only because um, I didn't know any better. So I just called the sign, right? I just called the sign right away. And I was like, hey, I just sold the one down the street and they were underpriced. You guys, they were underpriced by 30,000. And it was a different house, but they were still underpriced. And that doesn't happen a lot. And so I called them and said, one, I think I have a buyer, which I did. Two, if I don't have that buyer, I have a database of buyers in this price point. Three, why are you underpriced? And the seller is an appraiser in my local area that I don't know. I've just never worked with him. And he said, I, forgive me. I know a lot of realtors and I'm an appraiser. I understand my price. And I said, hey, no offense. No, I don't want to create, I don't want to offend you. And no offense taken to me, because he was like, no offense. I'm like, no offense taken to me. And I don't want to offend you, but you're definitely underpriced. I'd love to see your property and tell you why. And he was like, call my wife. And I did, I called his wife and she says, be here today, can you come? I'm like, yeah, I'll come. And I went to the appointment and I brought my comps, including what I just sold two doors down. And I said to them, I looked at the property and it was in great condition. There's a couple of things I wanted them to tweak. But I told them, hey, I, here's the question I asked him. I said, look, I know I used his name, but I won't use it here. But I'm like, I know you're an appraiser and I know you know a lot of realtors. Let me just ask you this. If I had a purchase agreement on this property and the lender assigned you to, to come out and appraise this property, would you be able to appraise it for this price? And I gave him a price, 30000 more than he was priced at. And he thought about it and he looked at me and he said, yes, I could make it work. And I pulled out the comps. I said, here's the comps you would use. And he's like, yes. And I said, You're underpriced. You're just too close to it. Let me sell your house. Just let me do it. I've got. I know I can get it sold. They did. I thought for sure they're not going to hire me. They know four thousand realtors. You know, nope. They let me sell it. I put it on the market. We had it under contract in the within the week, Um, and they did. They got twenty. We listed it thirty thousand higher. We had to give a closing cross credit. They got twenty five thousand more dollars. Um, and they were able to pay me. So here they are trying to save money. They feel they really know the business. We got, and I got it. That one I would have thought for sure I would have never got. As soon as he said he was an appraiser, I kept going, but I was like, oh, I don't know if he's gonna work with me. He doesn't even know me, he knows all these other realtors. That's just talk in your head, right? Just taking him through the process, asking the right questions, taking him through the process and um just being honest, just be who you are, just being honest about it. So that became a listing. They've given me a review on Google. Um, They have referred me some business. (laughs) And they know, and they didn't know me, and they're active appraisers in the area, and they know a lot of realtors. So I have a million of these stories, but you can have them too, and you'll learn a lot from them if you go in with your goals to be get the appointment, right, add value, Find out where the holes are in their knowledge through just through being you, through your conversation. Um, you can do this best when you get in there and then give and then give them free advice. Give them, I'm coming in close. Give them free advice. Don't worry about what if they use the seller's disclosure and they sell it with another realtor. Just give them free advice. Build the trust. So that hopefully you'll get the listing but or you'll sell the house to a buyer. But either way, no matter what, you may get to market it. You may get to get a whole list of buyers and sellers from it or one or two. And it wasn't even your listing. You didn't have to photograph it or spend money on it or anything. Right. You just ran the open house or you ran the marketing on social media for a more combination thereof. Um, Or you may just build a relationship and now they become a referral machine for you. Um, I'll tell you one more before we wrap up that I love. I went Here's another one where I didn't get the listing. I went after a for sale by owner. I didn't get it. We don't get them all. So I'm going to tell you less stories about how I didn't get stuff today. I didn't get it. Um, But we connected. We did all the things. I saw the property. I tried to sell it. My buyers didn't like it. It was fine. Um, I stayed in contact with them. They actually ended up selling it to a family friend. Um, But we had connected on social media. I had put them on a home search, all the things that I do. And... They were following me quietly on social media and I didn't know. And they started referring me people. So I have a current buyer seller now that came from someone from over a year ago that's been following me on social media. And it's funny how I found out about it. The way they did the referral on this one is they didn't tell me. So they told their friends to come to me. Their friends said, well, I found you on social media because I ask everybody, well, how'd how'd you find me? Hear about me, and they said, "Well, we found you on social media." So I'm building a relationship. I'm in the process of listing this property. We're we're getting these people pre-approved, and I was following up randomly with the other, the other for sale by owner on something, and she said, "Oh, I know what it is." She's still getting a home search, and she's like, "I don't want to get the home search anymore, but I still want to get your emails." And I said, "Good. I'll take you off the home search. You'll still get my newsletter and my stuff." And she's like, "Great." By the way, I referred the Terry's to you, and I'm like, "Oh." You did. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to list their property. And she was like, Yeah, I just want to let you know. So then my next conversation with the Terry's, I was like, Christina, did so-and-so refer you to me? And she's like, Yeah, that's how I found you on social media. She told me to go to your social media and I followed you for like six months. And then I knew I was gonna, I just knew I was gonna call you. I was like, Oh, great. This is a woman and she's now referred me another person. And that one she told me about. But this is a woman that I never did business with. She doesn't know how I do business. She's has never bought or sold anything with me. I approached her as a for sale by owner. She just got lucky. She sold her property to a family friend. Great. I gave her some advice um, during the process of kind of trying to match a buyer to her, um, which made her life a little bit easier, but she did it on her own. Um, she hasn't bought anything yet. She's been on a home search. So some things have changed. So she's holding off, but we're in relationship. We're communicating. We're in relationship. And now she's referring her friends and family to me. And she's telling them that I'm the best realtor in the world. All we've done is talk, email, text. We've not done any business. So it's if you go in with, I just need to go see the property. I need to build a relationship with them in person. You will build more relationships than you think. And a lot of wins will come from it outside of listing the property. But you get some new listings too. I promise you. All right, guys. I hope that was helpful. Have a great day. Great Wednesday. And I'll see you all next week.